almost every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we just go over personal development tips, both spiritual and scientific in nature, to help you learn how to leverage the tools that are available to you in order to approach life from your power place, which is living life with more presence and combining your intellect and your intuition. For those of you that do not know me because the community continues to grow, especially um, those of you watching the replay or listening to the podcast, just wanted to let you know my name is Yashika. I am an executive level coach and trainer, and I coach women and men um, in healthcare leadership and also some that aren't in healthcare leadership who are ready to overcome that feeling of being swamped and exhausted and also know that there's another way to do life. We're oftentimes only taught to approach life based on what we can experience with our five senses, but what we leave out is our faculty of perception. And through that perception, we're able to pick up on different energies way before we are able to experience them with our senses. And so if you're not living life, combining those two things together, then you're missing out on a very powerful way to approach the way that you lead, not only in your personal life, but also your professional life. Hey, Rotonda. Um, so for those of you that do not know, we are at the tail end of our book study, The Power of Now. We're going to be talking today about how to detach, how to not be in your fields, how to stop caring so much. Um, and this book is by Eckhart Tolle, and it's a guide to spiritual enlightenment. We are in chapter 10 right now. And we if you have the green version of the book, then we are starting on page 205. So we will go ahead and get started to be respectful of time. It looked like there was some lightning going on, but I don't hear any thunder or anything. So anyway, what we're going to be talking about is how to stop caring so much. Um, thank you about the nail color, Rotonda. I have these hot pink nails for those of you watching the podcast. I'm trying to hold on to my last little bit of summer. And so she said that she liked the nail color. All right. So we're going to be talking about surrender or how to stop caring so much today. And we're going to be talking about the acceptance of now. And so we're starting off with someone asking Eckhart, you mentioned surrender a few times. I don't like that idea. It sounds somewhat fatalistic. If we always accept the way that things are, we are not going to make any effort to improve them. It seems to me what progress is all about, both in our personal lives and collectively, is not to accept the limitations of the present, but to strive to go beyond them and create something better. If we hadn't done this, we wouldn't still be, excuse me, if we hadn't done this, we, we would still be living in caves. So the question is, how do you reconcile surrender with changing things and getting them done? Because a lot of people think that if you accept things the way that they are, if you stop caring so much, that that means that you're accepting um, and you're condoning what it is that is going on in a certain situation, circumstance, relationship. And so he says, to some people, surrender may have negative connotations, implying defeat, giving up, failing to rise to the challenges of life, becoming lethargic, and so on. True surrender, however, is something entirely different, and it does not mean to passively put up with whatever situation you find yourself in and to do nothing about it, nor does it mean to cease making plans or initiating positive action. Surrender is 
simple but profound wisdom of yielding to rather than opposing the flow of life. This is key, right? Because in all of these conversations, when you're trying to approach life with within your power place, a lot of times we're always trying to change a situation or circumstance or think that if we don't insert our willpower or what the outcome that we desire into the situation, that we're not going to get what we want. And that is entirely not the case. And in fact, if you think that that is the only way, or if that's the best way for you to get what it is that you want out of life, you probably have found yourself very frustrated, very confused, very disillusioned, and uh, maybe need to tune in to um, the things that I teach here on the channel a little bit more so that you can learn that there's a bigger and better and easier way that you can do things in life. Like he says, where you are yielding to rather than opposing the flow of life. He said that the only place where you can experience the flow of life is in the now. So surrender is to accept the present moment unconditionally and without reservation. It is to relinquish your inner resistance to what is. Inner resistance is to say no to what is. Though mental judgment, excuse me, through mental judgment and emotional negativity. So when you have this resistance, let's think about this in our relationships and in our circumstances, if we don't like the way that they are, if you haven't been listening from the very beginning, what we talked about earlier was that it doesn't matter what you think time and space to be true. The only true moment that you have is right now. And so once you are experiencing something in this moment, there's not much that you can do to shape the current moment that has already materialized in your life, be that a person, a circumstance, whatever. So what you should be doing if you truly want to change the trajectory trajectory of the relationships and the things that you are experiencing is to learn how to ask yourself the question, well, what can I do now if I want to experience a better tomorrow? Um, that would be a better question. And so that's what he's kind of saying when he says you have to surrender and accept what is unconditionally because there's not much that you can do to shape shift it. However, you can start to insert presence and your power and positive energy into what you are experiencing in your relationships and stuff right now in order to change the future moment now, the future moment now. So you waste a lot of time trying to change things rather than trying to shift the energy by the way that you show up in these things that you are experiencing. And so if you are approaching your relationships and you're approaching these circumstances and you feel like um, you can't accept them or you're trying to fight them or you're trying to change them, then basically what you're doing is not accepting what has already materialized. And so you're saying no to a situation which ends up meaning that you have created this mental judgment and emotional negativity around whatever it is that you are experiencing and you don't like. And because of that, it creates more suffering in your relationships. It creates more suffering for you. It has you um, invest emotionally and mentally and caring a lot about something that, again, is something that you should be surrendering to and not creating um, this inner resistance to these things that you don't like in your life. It becomes particularly pronounced, he says, so this resistance and this mental anguish that you experience and this emotional um, anguish that you experience when you don't want to accept what's going on right now is it becomes 
pronounced when things go wrong. And he says go wrong in quotation marks, which means that there is a gap between the demands or rigid expectations of your mind and what is, right? Because if you're judging something as wrong, instead of being that observer from your power place so that you can respond to life and you can be more perceptive to these things that are underlying currents um, of energy in your life before they actually do you harm, then you are creating uh, um, these demands and expectations based on your ego, which again, fuels the fire for this mental and emotional pain to enter into your life and for you to, to care much more than you should care about something that you can truly really do not do much about. Um, so then he said, so when you create these expectations in your mind of what you want things to be versus what they truly are, and you don't just surrender and yield to the fact that it's already materialized and move on to the next step, then what you are doing is creating more pain in your life. And he calls these pain gaps. He says, if you've lived long enough, you will know that things go wrong quite often. It is precisely at those times that surrender needs to be practiced if you want to eliminate pain and sorrow from your life. Acceptance of what is immediately frees you from mind identification and thus reconnects you with being. Resistance is your mind. So let's unpack that just a tiny bit because it's not something that we haven't already talked about before when we talked about all this pain and this struggling that we experience in our personal lives and in our relationships. Um, but what he's saying here is that um, things go wrong in our life. They're going to go wrong. That's inevitable, um, especially, you know, us judging our expectations versus what we are experiencing. He, that's why that go wrong is in quotation marks. But have you noticed that when things are going wrong in your life and then you try to fix them and you try to change them and you try to force them, that you end up really creating this resistance, this counter force, this counter resistance to the force that you are using in order to try to make something happen. You usually don't get your way in that in that sense. But have you also noticed that sometimes after maybe you've hard-headedly had to just surrender and had to give up, that even though maybe the outcome doesn't unfold the way that you want it to, just by not investing in the reaction of the pain is enough for you to decrease the level of suffering and the level of strife that you experience in these certain things that come up. And so that is a clue for you to understand that the resistance that you are creating in your relationships and your circumstances are partly or mostly based in your mind and the way that you judge these things based on what you expect the outcome to be in certain situations. And he says, surrender is a purely inner phenomenon. It does not mean that on the outer level, you cannot take action and change the situation. And change the situation, remember, doesn't mean that if you are looking at your life and your life is a mirror, think of it the same way you look at the mirror in your own house. You don't try to change the reflection that you see in the mirror by changing the reflection. You change what you see in the mirror by changing whatever is imparting um, the, the image in the mirror that is reflected. 
So you do the same thing. So again, he's not saying that you can't take action and change the situation. And in fact, it is not the overall situation that you need to accept when you surrender, but just a tiny segment called the now. For example, if you were stuck in the mud somewhere, you wouldn't say, okay, I resign myself to being stuck in the mud. Resignation is not the same thing as surrender. This is a good point too. A lot of you are just resigned to the fact that you're going to be in these crappy relationships and these crappy circumstances. And so you choose, you think that surrender means that you're not going to do anything about it. It is what it is going to be that way. And that's not what he's saying either. He's teaching you the difference between being resigned and surrendering. So you don't need to accept an undesirable or unpleasant life situation, nor do you need to deceive yourself and say that there is nothing wrong with being stuck in the mud. So he's not telling you to do all this, like um, acting like nothing is wrong, because that's not going to help the situation at all either. He says, no, you recognize fully that you want to get out of it. And then you narrow your attention down to the present moment without mentally labeling it in any way. This means that there is no judgment of the current present moment now. Therefore, if there's no judgment, there's no resistance, there's no emotional negativity. You accept the isness of the moment that you are experiencing, and then you take action, and then you do all you can to get stuck out of the mud. So remember what I was saying. Think about it in your relationships, in your circumstances. If somebody is acting a fool, if you're in a relationship where you're not seeing eye to eye with your partner, if you are having issues in your relationships, if you're having issues in yourself, if you're not having the money, the finances, the circumstances that you want to experience, it's not about fighting back or changing those things. It's about narrowing your focus down to what truly matters and what you truly have control over, which is dropping into your power place and being present where you are, where you stand. And then you take action from that space. But the action that you take, he's saying kind of the same thing I said, is called positive action because you are trying to think about what it is that you can change about yourself, about your energy, about your frequency, about the way that you show up, about the thoughts and emotions that you let control you. What can you change about those situations and circumstances so that the next moment now and the next moment now is different? And if you don't understand that that's how you shape your life and that's how you create better relationships and that's how you get out of circumstances that you don't like and that's how you bypass these different difficult relationships where you're not saying eye to eye with your partner, you're just going to keep creating this counter resistance and beating your head up against the wall. What he and I are talking about is learning how to take action that's called positive action. And this positive action is far more effective than negative action, which arises when you are angry, when you have despair, or when you're frustrated. Until you achieve the desired results, you continue to practice surrender by refraining from labeling the now. And he's going to give us a visual analogy if this is a little bit hard to still wrap your head around. So he says, let me give you a visual analogy to illustrate the point I'm making. You're walking along a path at night surrounded by a thick fog, but you have a powerful flashlight that cuts through the fog and it creates a narrow, clear space in front of you. 
The fog is all the crap that you might be going through, your life situation, your relationship, the financial troubles, the confusion that you feel inside, um, the circumstances that you know that you want to get out of, but you feel like you lack the clarity or the um the instructions on what you need to do to get out of the situation. So all of this fog is your life situation. And that includes the past, which is not real, but we bring it into our present life. It includes the future that we have anxiety about. That's also not very real, but we let it steal our true moments in life, the real moments in life. So that fog is all of that. And the flashlight that you're using to cut through the thick of the fog so that you can see, so that you can have clarity, so that you can have a narrow path upon which you can finally push forward, that is your conscious presence. presence. The clear space is the now. So if you decide, no, you don't understand what I'm saying, you think it's easier to um, say rather than do, um, maybe for you, you still don't understand surrender and you're confusing it with resigning yourself to the fact that you are just going to let your life just do what it needs to do versus you doing what it is that you need to do, what you can control, which is the power place that I always talk about. Rather than you approaching life from the power place, let me tell you how your life will be negatively impacted if you do not learn how to do this in your life as soon as possible. So non-surrender hardens your psychological form, the shell of the ego, and so creates a strong sense of separateness. The world around you and the people in particular come to be perceived as threatening, right? You can't trust anybody. Everybody's the same. Um, you're just out for yourself. Uh, this is one that I hear a lot and it disheartens me for um, a lot of you women that want to build success in your life. I'm just going to keep my stuff to myself because um, you know you can't talk to anybody about anything. So you start to create this energy in your life where everything, every situation, every circumstance is a threat to your stability, to your safety. And you um, unknowingly are creating this energy, and he's going to talk about this. The unconscious compulsion. Uh oh, let's see. The unconscious compulsion to destroy others through judgment arises, as does the need to compete and to dominate, because you don't want to let somebody get there before you, right? Or maybe you feel like there's not enough out here. And so if you tell somebody what you're trying to do, they're going to steal your ideas. Or dominate, meaning that you've been hurt in the past in relationships and circumstances. So this time you're going to perceive everybody as a threat, even if they haven't done anything to you and make them responsible for the past. So therefore, you're creating all of this negative energy all around you, all based on you not understanding the true meaning of how you shape things and the true meaning of bringing surrender into your life. Um, even nature becomes your enemy and your perceptions and interpretations are governed by fear. The mental disease that we call paranoia is only a slightly more acute form of this normal but dysfunctional state of consciousness. So, you know, in extreme cases, we would say these people are paranoid, but think about it in your own life. How does this um, subtle but unwarranted, uh, irrational paranoia show up in your own life. And if it's in your life, 
think about how that truly holds you back from experiencing the the true limitless potential that you could experience in all areas of your life. Not only your psychological form, but also your physical form, your body becomes hard and rigid through resistance. Tension arises in different parts of the body and the body as a whole starts to contract. For some of us, this is muscle pain, right? For some of us, this develops into something much more serious like uh, cancer. Um, the free flow of life energy through the body, which is essential for its healthy functioning, becomes restricted in these type of um, psychological forms where you're allowing your mind and you're allowing your emotions to run the show and you're caring about stuff, invested in stuff that you have no control over changing, especially, like I said, in this moment now when it's already materialized. Body work and certain forms of physical therapy can be helpful in restoring the flow, but unless you practice surrendering your everyday life, those things can only give temporary symptom relief since the cause, the resistance pattern has not been dissolved. And the reason why I'm getting hyped up about this is because when people learn that I do like energy work and spiritual work, along with all the intellectual stuff that I do, because I believe you you do them together in order to be more powerful. They often are coming to me, but at the same time, misunderstanding these spiritual tools. And they think that they can go and get this art cleansing, or they can go and get this energy work or get a tarot reading or um, do a sound healing or a meditation or all of these things. And that that is going to be a thing that's going to solve the circumstances or the relationship issues that they continue to experience, or even that unsettled feeling that you feel inside of you because you don't live your life according to your values and your integrity. It's only a temporary hit. All you're doing is taking a pill just to treat a symptom, but you're not getting to the root cause of the problem because you are still there. Your inner psychology still has not changed. And until you learn that the true way that you're going to experience this lessening, this decrease of your suffering is by working on your inner psychology, then like he said, it's only temporary relief. Um, the, you haven't dissolved the thing that's really causing an issue. You haven't got to the root cause of the problem. That can also be why, you guys, uh, and I want you to understand this too, because we beat ourselves up a lot about this. We um, oftentimes are not taught this. And so we try to enact these changes in our life. We try to enact these changes in the way that we show up in our relationships. But what starts to happen is they only last for a little bit of time, right? They either last for a little bit of time and then we get challenged and we slip back into our old ways or we'll do good for a little bit, but our willpower will wear off and we'll get tired and then those changes will wear off. So they don't ever really stick. And I want you to understand this because this also gives you a hint or a, a glimpse into the psychology of change and why maybe when you have tried to do things on your own or tried to change in the past, why it may not have been successful. And it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's not because you are not capable of having great things in your life. The reason why this happens is because we like to treat these temporary symptoms 
instead of getting to the root cause of the problem and actually going in there and fixing the thing that's actually going to help you create long lasting changes. And for 99% of the things that we are experiencing that bring us pain and that bring us suffering, those things are going to be tied, unfortunately, or whether you know it or not, to your inner psychology. Um, and so until you start to work on that, then you're going to experience issues. All right, let's see. Huh, you said, somebody said no sound on Instagram. That's weird. Hmm. Are you sure it's not just you? Nobody else said anything. All right, let's see. Um, there is something within you that remains unaffected by the transient circumstances that make up your life situation. There's something within you that remains unaffected by the transient circumstances that make up your life situation. And only through surrender do you have access to it. It is your life, your very being, which exists eternally in the timeless realm of the present. Finding this life is the one thing that is needed that Jesus talked about. So we're going to do a little bit more and then we're going to stop for today. So if you have any questions, make sure you put them in the box. If you struggle with surrender, if you thought surrendering meant that you had to resign to what it is that you were experiencing, any of those things, let's talk that through. If you want me to help you or coach you or you have a question, um, just type it in the comment box and turn the light on. It's getting dark. All right. I don't know why she can't hear me. I'm so sorry for the life of Nikki. All right. Last little part for tonight. If you find that your life situation is unsatisfactory or even intolerable, it is only by surrendering first that you can break the unconscious resistance pattern that perpetuates the situation. Surrender is perfectly compatible with taking action, initiating change, or achieving goals. But in the surrendered state, a totally different energy, a different quality flows into your doing. Surrender reconnects you with the source energy of being. And if your doing is infused with being, then it becomes a joyful celebration of life energy that takes you more deeply into the now. Through non-resistance or surrender, the quality of your consciousness and therefore the quality of whatever you are doing or creating is enhanced immeasurably. The results will then look after themselves and reflect that quality. We call this surrendered action. So if you want to take action, you want to take positive action, you want to take surrendered action. It is not work as we have known it for a thousand years. As more humans awakening awaken, <laughs> the word work is going to disappear from our vocabulary and a new word will be created to replace it. All right. Ratonda said, what did Jesus say? Let's go back up here because it was a little choppy because I was trying to see why, they, why she couldn't hear me. All right. So Jesus said, finding this life is the one thing that is needed. Let's see. There's something within you that remains unaffected by the transient circumstances that make up your life situation. And only through surrender do you have access to it. So what he's trying to say and what Jesus was trying to say is that finding this life, meaning that you live life through through, through your being. And remember, your being is not your thoughts. Your being is not your feelings. And there's a part of you that no matter what has happened to you, that is not what people say is flawed or damaged or you're not a sinner. You're perfectly um, 
you're perfectly who you should be, who you were made to be. And when you can look through the things that have happened to you and you can tap into that person and tap into that being, you will find that when you can do it from a place of surrender and non-judgment and you can do it as an observer instead of um, the ego that is entrenched in those things that have happened to you, you're going to tap into your being. And Jesus is just saying that finding the life through the being is the one thing that is needed. So I hope that that makes sense, Rotonda. All right. So we're going to stop right there. Um, Again, we do this Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I will be back tomorrow. We will probably finish out the book tomorrow. I've been asking for book suggestions. So if you guys have a book that you want me to do next, let me know. Um, also, I always say it. I'm going to close it off. If you struggle with trying to create these changes on your own, you find that no matter what you try to do, you end up in a cycle of being stuck in the same patterns. It's usually because there's some subconscious stuff going on, some things in the inner psychology, and just needing to learn a little bit more deeply how you can apply these things into your life. And if that's something that impacts you, then I do have a couple of slots open for private coaching. And I would love to work with you one-on-one -on -one if that's something that you think will be helpful to you and you're ready to do this with the open heart and open mind and actually make changes. Otherwise, oh, I came up with a saying, you guys, don't live a little, live a mastery. So that's going to be our little slogan. Don't live a little, live a mastery. Take that, whatever you start and feel frustrated, irritated, whatever, until we meet tomorrow. Take that as a little piece of advice. Say that to yourself. Say that in your head. It'll help you get back into your power place. It'll help you surrender. And then think about what is the positive action you can take? What is that surrendered action you can take? What is that conscious action you can take in order for you to shift the energy so that the next moment and the next moment and the next moment will be a better moment for you? All right. Take care. Have a good night. Bye.